0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in Three, two, one. 3, 2, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast hoary host of Hogoth is the one and only Travis Rats. Travis Rats on the show today, this is Comic Exposure, ladies and gentlemen. If, if you've never listened in before, uh, on this podcast, Travis and I discuss the books of comics, the funny pages, if you will. And uh on the every others, we do an episode where we focus in on a trade or a graphic novel. We usually have a guest to do that with us. But we're we're flying solo today. I guess it's not solo because there's two of us. We're we're fi- we're flying duo today. I'm gonna no? bring this energy up, Josh. I feel like <laughs> I, I no. I'm trying to be I'm trying to I'm trying to roll it in. I'm trying to use like my best radio voice. What
0: they what they can't see right now is that we're skyping each other, and it, uh, apparently we joined email bands because we're both wearing just like black shirts and like <laughs> like we're going well, to a funeral, you know, you know. Uh, so
1: on the show today, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange, uh, the Way of the Weird, uh, Jason Aaron and Chris Boccello's, uh new uh, take on Doctor Strange from Marvel. Uh, the trade came out. Oh, I don't know. Over the
0: summer-ish, I want to say. New man, mine was. I had to get mine in uh, hard hardcover. Yeah, my, hard mine's
1: hardcover too. Uh, so we, I, I had we had read it. It was supposed to be on Comic Book Summer, but then you moved to Japan and messed up our recording schedule and my life. And mm-hmm. so we, <laughs> and so this has kind of gotten shuffled. And, and with that shuffle, we kind of lost a guest for this. So you and I are gonna are gonna dissect a little bit of uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Jason Aaron's take on it, with Boccello on art, and then like a hand like a bazillion inkers on this thing. Oh, I know. But Townsend, Faye, Irvin, L- Livesey, Faucher, Olazaba, Mendoza, lots lots of inkers, but. It all looks very, and then I'm going to jump ahead for a second, but it all looks very, very similar.
0: Yeah, it's regardless all cohesive. Of, yeah, yeah. Regardless of all the inkers. Uh, but, so. I, uh, think, I think Doctor Strange is an appropriate book for October. I think Doctor
1: Strange, yeah, yeah no, totally. Yeah, now, I mean, like, I'm just saying. We had been talking about it. It's comic yeah. book summer forever. I know, for like a long so time, we're like, Doctor Strange like... is right around the corner. So if there's like one person who's been just desperately waiting for us to talk about this Doctor <laughs> Strange
0: book, they're like, yeah, today is oh, the day, my friends. Today is your day. Well, uh, you've the, got. Here's the thing. I feel like it's appropriate for October because I'm. Yeah. Re- I, here's the costume I really want to bust out, Josh, for Halloween. Are you a, ready? Doctor, a Doctor Strange costume. A Doctor Strange Love costume. I want it to be. <laughs> I want it to be a, a, an amalgam of Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange Love. That's good. So, like, actual Doctor Strange Love or the cowboy on the bomb? No, actual Doctor Strange. So, like, a lab okay. coat, but with some. Yeah. um doctor strange accoutrement maybe the eye of agamon yeah a little that's good
1: i like that do you do they do they are is there like big halloween parties in japan
0: there's is it to, a thing yeah people well, japanese love dressing up I, I don't i don't know <laughs> they're not good with puns, though so they're not gonna understand the costume you know how many times i've been to japan how many show me none. With your fingers N- none times <laughs> none times
1: so I don't know. I, I, Halloween seems like a very American thing to do. Like yeah. give a let's dr, let's dress up like something, and at least half of it is inappropriate or whorish And then give us candy, give, give candy. us chocolate. Oh, to love make us fatter.
0: Halloween, I love it. Hello, Halloween. I, I know you do.
1: I know you. And so I want. I don't want to talk too much about Halloween because I know,
0: like as we get closer to it, you're we gonna you're just, Halloween talk. You're right. You're, you're right. gonna want it. I'm gonna I'm talk gonna, a lot about how. I'm gonna step it back. Let's ease talk. About, on. Do, we, do we have any more business before we get into this book? Oh, uh, we got. You gotta, uh, Stay tuned next week, right? Yeah, next week we've got. Next
1: week we've got an interview with Andrew McLean, uh, who is the artist and writer and brainchild behind Headlopper. It was a kind of a big success on Kickstarter. It got picked up on Image Comics. The trade is coming out this month. Uh, I had him on the show. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about kind of like. Uh, how we got into it and all that stuff was a good conversation. So that'll be on the variant edition after mm. this. So let let's let's talk let's talk strange, buddy. Before before we, we get strange. before
0: strange, strange. Ding, 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 ding. people
1: <laughs> remember your name. Uh, so here's oh, wait what is that,
0: to... wait is this your is this your dramatic reading? That was actually pretty good. People remember your name. Remember your name. Uh, remember so here's what name. happened.
1: This this. So last night was uh, was homecoming at my at my wife's school. So we stayed up really late. And then this morning I had to wake up at stupid early to go proctor the SAT. So kids are still taking the
0: SATs? Is kids are still, still taking – yes,
1: it's still a thing. It's still a thing. I had to proctor the SAT this morning. So I have on like my th- – I think that's the problem is I have on my
0: SAT reading voice. <laughs> like that's <laughs>
1: that's what I'm running with like – Please
0: the open your booklets to page two. Page. Bubble in all your answers. Make sure your answers are heavy and dark. Any marks <laughs> outside my, the bubble will be marked as wrong.
1: He- heavy and dark is yeah. my favorite. My favorite part of it. You know what? I kind of want to start a band called Heavy and Dark. Or oh, I think but it, it would be an album
0: name like uh uh. Please, heavy, please like, make your marks. Heavy yeah, and dark. Marks heavy and dark is going to be the album name. Oh my god!
1: No, do you understand how legit that is? That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Mark's heavy and dark. I love that.
0: <laughs> what happened to the podcast? They just dropped it and started I don't, an emo band. Yes, yes. Uh, so. I want to ask you, Travis. Ask if me. I can. Yes. If I can can I ask you? Ask me. <laughs> you could ask me anything. How how
1: how much how much Doctor Strange has been in your life before meow? How how, how much Doctor Strange has I been your life? I would say
0: before? that um, I would say that the amount of Doctor Strange that has been in my life until this point. Is equal to the number of times you've been to Japan. None, none, none. none times, uh, none, none times. No, no so yeah,
1: he I never showed up in a Spider-Man. Oh no, yeah, that's or...
0: it, that's it. It's he would always just show up, and I think I had some old Defender comics. Um, he would show up in, uh, you know, there, it, when you're dealing with the other Marvel universe. Anytime stuff gets like uh, magical, Doctor yeah. Strange has to show up some at some point, even if he's just like. Yeah. A consultant like there'll be like five <laughs> panels where you know um, someone goes to talk to yeah, him <laughs> someone goes and talks to him like Reed Richards I'm sure I've, I've probably seen a bunch of conversations between Dr. Strange and Reed Richards because that that idea of science versus magic I mean that's yeah I'm sure I'm sure that's what I've seen but I, I didn't really know um, his power set really or his backstory um, just bits and pieces here and there so going into this it was this was a good entry for someone who doesn't know anything about Doctor Strange, because it's it's not it's not an origin story, but it's kind of like Jason Aaron's reboot or retake on yeah, this character. Yeah. So um what about you? What 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 have you seen Doctor Strange in? Aside from
1: like um the same thing. Like whenever he would pop up at anything Marvel when I was a kid, um but I, I had bought like an old collection of the Defenders, like the original Defenders when it was Hulk and Doctor Strange. Um, and the silver surfer shows up. And so I've read, I've read like, or like old school, um, like that era of Dr. Strange Namor's in it. Um, but I don't have a, like, I don't have like, I know like the tertiary nerd stuff, you know, like he's magical. His hands were broken. He goes and learns from a secret monk, the ancient art of, you know, the mystic, the mystical arts. But like, I don't know really anything about his character. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't know him. I know like
0: just what he does and who he is. Yeah. You know I I, I don't know about him as a a character. Yeah, and which 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 makes it a little bit harder to talk about because I really want to talk about Aaron's take on the character, but at the same time I don't know have enough basis for what he's changed about Doctor Strange's personality yeah. and the way he's approached to it. So um, as we go through this, I'm gonna be like, ooh. I like how Dr. Strange is this, and I don't know if Aaron's making that up or if it's something yeah. that's always been well, part of the lore. I think. Well, I think it's something for you and I. We kind of get to talk about, like, um,
1: as, as kind of two people who are kind of fresh-eyed on this, that we kind of get to, um, you know, j- this is kind of our delve into it. So if someone, we can kind of go, hey, if you've never read Dr. Strange before, the movie's coming out next month. You know, if this is something that you're like, oh, I want to know a little bit about it, uh, is this a good place to start? And I think that's a I think that's a good path for for us to kind of hit on this. So here's here's what I want to do first. Well, I guess it'd be second because we just did the we just did the first thing. So um, let's let's talk about uh, what is your what is your view of Doc Strange in this bad boy? Like, what kind of person now that you've now that you've seen this? Well, how would you characterize
0: Stephen Strange? Well, yeah, that's it, it's interesting because he's very much and you see this. A lot in the last twelve years since the Iron Man movie, but his personality <laughs> is very much like Tony Stark from the Magic movies. Tony, yeah. Magic Tony Stark? No, he's he's quippy. Um, he's self deprecating in in a lot of ways. Um, he is, uh, you know, there. There's he's this Doctor Strange seems like he's having a lot more fun. Yes, in the books than what I have my previous idea of what dr strange was i always thought dr strange was a very serious spiritual very psychedelic character and aaron here is writing him very much like that um you know tony stark as a magical playboy you know what i mean yeah exactly it's a perfect way to describe it you know
1: but then there's this there's this sort of like hipster vibe to him in this yeah yeah you know like uh he lives in new york and you know and, and like his scarf. Uh, his, he's got that the yeah. scarf now. <laughs> that scarf that turns into his cape. You know, uh, but I, you know, I think I think that's that, that same sort of idea that uh, I'm with you. Like he's quippy. Um, he is kind of a rogue, I guess, is the best. You know, like a like a um, a Han
0: Solo of magic. Yeah, he's definitely cooler, cooler yeah. personality than I thought. Which you have to do, right? Would could you? Could you do a straight up like Sirius and the Sorcerer Supreme magic is life and everything <laughs> is magic? Could you do like something like that and have people in it? Or do you have to kind of – do you have I think to put, you put either, this millennial spin on it kind of? I don't,
1: I don't know if you have to put a millennial spin on it, but I think you probably have to put a like – you either go dark, right? You either go towards the Constantine – Right? Yeah. Like, edge of it. Um, but even Constantine's, like, quippy. Uh, but, I mean, like, you either take magic as, like, yeah, I, I do this magic thing, and, and, and uh, they kind of, I mean, Jason Aaron really, <coughs> pardon me, uh, Jason Aaron really runs with kind of, like, the psychedelic flavor of, like, the original Doctor Strange stuff, like the old stuff. Right. Um, which is kind, which is very cool. Um, uh, he
0: leans a lot on macello for that as well, the art and yeah, the psychedelicness yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. And I, I think you either go like deadpan serious with it, or you've gotta like wink wink nudge nudge it. And I think his the heart of it is like the old school stuff, like the phrases that he uses and all that stuff. It's hard to say that stuff in in two thousand sixteen right. without sounding without sounding goofy. You know what yeah. I mean? Which makes me wonder how they're gonna do it. In the film? In the movie. In the movie. Well. Like, is Doctor Strange going to be like,
0: yeah, hoary hosts of Horga, you know? <laughs> or is it going to be, like, something that they play off, like, once in a fun way, and they're like, oh, that didn't yeah. work, you know? Well, yeah. the thing with this, with Jason Aaron is, um, Jason Aaron, when left to his own devices, usually goes dark. Like, there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's always kind of, like, a not like Constantine dark, but, like, there's a lot of, vi- like, violence and, um the under undertones of Aaron's work, there's always something like, like rape or someone's getting like there's like, you know, you go back to scalp and stuff like that and it's yeah. it's it's pretty intense. So to go I mean, in the in the Marvel universe he's
1: having he's having
0: some fun writing Marvel yeah, stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, um He's able to walk I, in both worlds very, very go back and forth from that kind of that house storytelling and but at the same time, there's always like a unique, anytime that Aaron takes on a project, you know, there's going to be, it's not just going to be continuing the same. He's going to put his own slant on it.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, I think that this, this book does a really good job of like introducing you to Dr. Strange, uh, playing in this kind of like weirdo world, right? Like this, you know, if, if like you and I, who don't have a whole lot of like Dr. Strange knowledge, you know, the, the, the superhero stuff that we know isn't magical aside from like, I mean, it's magical in the idea that a dude can fly or, uh, a kid can walk on walls, but this kind of brings in that magical world into Marvel and kind of like a, and I like in an interesting kind of way, like it's always there. You know what I mean? Like how do you explain magic to an audience in 2016? Right. I mean, like, we have Harry Potter, but Harry Potter essentially takes place in a different world. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I guess like – and, and for us, it takes place in a different world because it's in London and not yeah. in America. But uh, but it seems like it doesn't take place in
0: our continuity of life. And they you know what I mean? They, I, I saw this because I, I read this, and then I also watched the cartoon, Doctor Strange movie. That's on Netflix yeah. or something right now. You can stream it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. or DVD or something like that. And they did they did it in both, uh, where they really set up, and I'm, I'm sure they'll do it in the movie, where they set up like magic. There's always like dimensions layered on dimensions. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, that's how they that's how they get away with explaining magic. Magic is like controlling of energy, and it's being able to use the energy from the layers of dimension that are always around us. So magic and magical beings are always surrounding us. We just can't see it because we don't have that eye like that. Dr. Strange has, you know, that's
1: probably one. It's probably one of my favorite, like in, in that first issue
0: of this, uh, that first issue of this, of this trade
1: where like he, after like, uh, helping that kid out and he like goes for a walk and like, you see the third eye pop up and all of these kind of, um, Dr. Susie Tim Burton. Oh, I love those, yeah. Tim Burton-y worm looking things. Uh are kind of like all chilling around yeah, in the, like in the Juice. neighborhood. The yeah, yeah. It's very worm. like that Beetlejuice worm are all just kind of hanging around. Uh which is I mean, it's this kind of cool idea. And I like how he I like how he explains that um, you know, the bum on the street who's talking to himself. He's not really talking to himself. It's it's just like a dude who's like having some trouble with with magic. And when you're sad, you're not really sad, you're just, you know what I mean, it's just kind of
0: like that like it's this cool way to do it, you know. Yeah, you're right. He does a really great job. And the way you put it is is makes a lot of sense. This book does a really good job of of making you feel kind of bad for Doctor Strange because he's so put upon. I mean, he's constantly seeing things that no one else can see. It's like um yeah. Like Sixth Sense or Frighteners, you know. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. What, a, what a cool power to be to be a magician. And you're like, uh, it's not all that great. Like I have to see everything, all the yeah. succubi and monsters <laughs> that are draining people. Every day he walks out. It's like he can't he can't turn it off. You know. Yeah.
1: And like. The the Doctor Strange is a goofy looking character. Anyhow, like mm-hmm. he has a it, it's iconically awesome. Like I love Doctor Strange. I like the I like how classically comic booky his outfit is. Right, like, like how wizardy it is, and like that's not something that. And I guess it's the same thing with every other superhero. Right, it doesn't play well in uh like real, but somehow we somehow we accept that. You know, Captain America is normal walking around in the outfit he's got on. But Doctor Strange, they... Uh, it's like Raja Ghoul in, in D.C., yeah. you know? Well, that's, that's but I think Bocello does a really good job of in here of modernizing his... Well, I guess not even modernizing. He just makes it look like it's a... Like, instead of having the giant pointy cape and, right. and having it be so out there, he really just looks like a dude who fell out of, you know, uh, the Middle Ages... You know what I mean, like yeah, or like close- a colonial British India rule, you know? yeah, yeah, right. It's it's not it's not too it's not too like out there looking. You know, like oh, he's got a leather belt on, and and like it doesn't look as is out there as some of the old you know some of the older Doctor Strange stuff does. And you can kind of see he was you know uh, in the back of this. This is kind of like you can see Bacello's kind of like sketches of it. As he's trying to figure out what to, how to draw it, and how he's, uh, you know, you, you can see a couple times he's got the the pointy fringed cape he was looking at doing, or a big hood on it. And you kind of get to see how he's trying to figure out how to draw Doctor Strange for for today. And early on, like Doctors, like in that first big splash page, it looks like Doctor, Ch- Doctor Strange has got some like uh,
0: some Doc Martens on. Right? He's got yeah. some, he's got some he's got some stompers on for sure. But the the same time, I mean, Doctor Strange is a character that you think people would have tried to revamp the costume a bunch of times. And this is a revamping of the costume, but it's so <laughs> subtle that it's not like turning Superman into an electric blue Superman or yeah. the, what they've done with Spider-Man a million times with his different Spider-Man suits. It's like yeah. everyone who's gone and draw, drawn Doctor Strange has been it's has been very careful not to change that that look about him even though it it does seem dated at times so it, it must have been a real struggle to kind of find that sweet spot for all right what's going to play when he's walking down the street you know he can't yeah. just bust out in his 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 robes and and ropes that he's ensconced <laughs> with although I, I that... although I think it would be badass if he just owned it and just, like, walked in the bars, like, just draped in, like <laughs> – Just draped in velvet, it. Velvet, <laughs> you know? Give me a drink. <laughs>
1: uh, but, no, I, I think that, like, they do a really good job of kind of toning down the goofiness of of what Doctor Strange outfit can be. Um, so it makes it feel like he's actually in our world. You know what I mean? Like he's actually living in an actual modern New York as opposed to – It's got to be someplace else because no one would be able to see him walking down the street and think that was okay.
0: Well, yeah. New York is a huge part of this. Like he he always felt like, um, at least from what I've seen of Doctor Strange, that he was always more – you know, Marvel is so New York-based. Everything is like, you know, kind of centers around there. But Doctor Strange always felt kind of international, otherworldly to me. Yeah. And it didn't feel like he had his roots in New York as much as this – this book. So let's let's talk about the storyline in this, yeah, um, yeah. and kind of what happens in here. So this this book opens up, and um, you get that what we were ta- what Josh and I were talking about, where you kind of see Doctor Strange and how he interacts with the world. But immediately, the the, the legs on the story start running right at the beginning because something is wrong with this magical world. Like there, yeah. the whatever rules have been established, there seems to be. Mm, they're breaking yeah ex- Yeah. Ex- it's like um and like Jurassic Park when the when the the herd of dinosaurs run the other way and you're like oh something bad's happening so yeah, all yeah. Of these magical creatures are 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 being pushed Running out of away their from environments yeah. yeah 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 and so they're coming into Dr. R dimension Dr. Strange's dimension and he can't figure out what's going on and there's all these things that are just slightly off with the magic and we find out that there is this for lack of a better word, like this organization or or person or creature that is out to destroy magic. Yeah. Am I I hitting this right? Yeah. You've got this dude who's
1: kind of out there destroying magic and so everything is running away from him and that's why it starts out like Doctor Strange goes, I've never seen one of these before Mm -hmm. Um, out and about. You know, I've never seen one in our dimension and the same thing happens again. He meets this girl, right? There's always a girl. He meets a girl. There's always a girl
0: in comic
1: books. I I like how I like how I kind of it's it was super cliche the way he meets her and they kind of sit out in front of the house and kind of mm-hmm. do that banter back and forth. But Aaron does such a good job of like writing that like it, even though it's very cliche, it was it still felt clever, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen. You know, even though, you know, he's like. Uh yeah, so you want to come on in, <laughs> you know, like after after kind of like well, dissing himself in front of her. Right. And, and well it's,
0: it's and you you when you're when you're rebooting a series like this and you're trying to get readers like us who don't know much, you you the, the woman in here, the girl is us. Like we yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting introduced to his world um through her. So we're learning the rules and stuff. Like I didn't realize the Sanctum Santorum, Santorum, right? Yeah. Sanctum Santorum was such a big Rick, part.
1: Sanctum Rick Rick Santorum. <laughs> yeah. Sanctum
0: Rick Santorum. <laughs> Welcome to the Sanctum Rick Santorum. Please have a seat. Would you like a drink? Um, yeah, I didn't realize how big a part of the Doctor Strange story that house is. I yeah. mean, it really is the key to the other dimensions. And so I thought – some of my most fun that I had in this book – was exploring that house with the girl. I, I apologize for my voice, listeners. It's I'm getting a cold, so you're getting that nice raspy rats. You, you sound you sound like a man. You sound like a man. Yeah, I sound like a man. I sound like Tom Waits. The piano <laughs> has been drinking. Drinking. Oh, now I just want to talk like Tom Waits the rest of the night. <laughs> Uh, people probably stopped listening at this point so what's your favorite tom waits album Gosh. um no so yeah a i like closing time yeah i like the um i like the, the 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 character the, the the girl is kind of vanilla there's not a lot to her as a character no, at this
1: point but you know what that monster on her head is fantastic Dope. right yeah i love it's that. This,
0: it's this very it's this very kind of
1: like gross gross thing and you're like Okay, she's wearing a beanie, like just a hipster kid would wear a beanie and then you're like, "Oh, that's why she's wearing that beanie." Like this it's, so it's this disturbing sort of Yeah, it's so gross. And then I like how like Doctor Strange is like, "Oh, it's not a big deal. It's nothing major. I'll take it on. It's nothing big." And then it like it's killing him, right? Yeah. Like he that <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of like this kind of cool thing and you know the book essentially this whole 6 issues bizarrely enough all takes place uh essentially inside of his house almost right yeah you know and so it's this kind of cool cool way of like showcasing like you said how important the sanctum santorum is um but also like letting you sit and learn about dr strange right Mm -hmm. like Jason Aaron is introducing the concept with that with that girl character that we're supposed to be which is probably which is why the character's so vanilla, right? Like you were supposed to be able to paint ourselves onto
0: it. You know. Yeah, you can't have someone who's like super cool and snarky because you're like, oh, there's too much of that, you know, going yeah, on.
1: Yeah. But but I thought I thought um it's kind of a it's kind of a good setup and and I, I I'm I like the concept. I like the idea. I like Doctor Strange hanging out at that bar, right? Like the magic bar. Cuz of course there's got to be there's got to be a magic bar. Yeah. Where you meet all of your all of your magician friends. Right?
0: Yeah, apparently right? it it happens in every magic series. Constantine, the um, yeah. uh novels cuz well, about... you got to think you got to think no one knows what it's like to be a magician
1: but another but another magician.
0: Yeah, when you Hey, listen. When you're Strange, like when you're Strange your faces just come out in the rain. And yeah, you can't. You got you got a drink to deal with that shit, and you got to find other people who see those faces. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's weird that it's like a a tiki lounge <laughs> that they're meeting in. Now, uh, do but you I know that, the other magicians in there are they from? I'm sure they've appeared. Yeah, right. Those I aren't...
1: remember. Well, Scarlet Witch is in it, so you yeah. know Scarlet Witch. Uh, I do remember Doctor Voodoo, uh, Shaman, not so much. But I like these are ones that are like minor magic characters throughout the universe you know what i mean and so uh, little nods to the greater magical universe and so i thought that was you know that kind of cool connection where they all get to talk about how it's messing everything up you know
0: um well there's but like... I, I go ahead. go ahead no go ahead there's that great kind of underlying theme of you have to pay it back you can't just take from magic you have to pay your yeah. tab right the old that one magician is in there and he's talking about yeah. how he sacrificed what is it, like goats or something like that yeah. and he goes you have to pay magic back like you can't like you you've you've rung up a tab strange that you're yeah. not going to be able to pay yeah
1: and and i thought that was kind of like and that's like um you know it mentions that a couple times where the disgusting stuff that doctor strange is eating right so like he can live and all the all these little things that he's doing so he doesn't have to kill anybody or so he doesn't have to do anything like that to kind of pay back magic he's just like putting it all on himself which is a very kind of like interesting i like that concept because it means that the magic isn't you just can't there's a cost to doing it because i think that's the one thing when you have like magic like this in a book is it's the easy out right like you make some hand gestures i i fixed it yeah and so the fact that like oh i can't do it because if i do that i'm gonna die or someone's you know like there's some greater cost to the magic that i'm doing you know puts it puts a it it puts a, a block a vulnerability on, yeah yeah being a being able to save everything right
0: otherwise you're just this infinite being it's like that god complex like silver surfer is a hard character to write because his you know his powers are unlimited cosmic right so yeah doctor strange's powers are cosmic and magical as well but unless you have put a vulnerability in there it, it would just be like there's no stakes because it's just wiggle my fingers twitch my nose and and stuff is fixed you know yeah, so yeah the fact that he's being drained and then also this story arc like magic from the worlds is being yeah. drained there's 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 someone out there trying to destroy magic, you know, yeah, and
1: so that that means that I mean that puts the you're starting out a series about magic with removing with the very, magic removing the magic, which is kind of it's a kind of cool way to do it um, and it lets us it lets it believable isn't the word, but it makes it more. Believable, you know what I mean? Like that's not the word I I, I want to use, but it, it at least it makes it seem more natural. Well, you know, yeah, he's
0: become a relatable character now because we all like we all have passions and stuff that we put like a lot of our energies into, and yeah. it's just draining. I mean, like, how draining is teaching, right? I mean, yeah. you go in there and you you put everything out on the table that day. You come home, you're like, I am beat, you know, and like I don't yeah, know how yeah. long I can keep this up. And there is like this sense that. You have to be recharged, and like yeah. I like that that underpinning to the story about he's constantly finding ways to recharge himself, whether it be through this disgusting food or um, at that one at one point he like takes like this big surge of energy and you know yeah. to replenish himself. And I really like that making it more relatable, making a more vulnerable character, and then making the setting much more New York. It just becomes just i I said it like five times already, but more relatable.
1: Yeah, no, it does for sure. And I think that's the kind of thing where um, you're able to kind of sit in this world with him and then you don't have to worry about like traveling the world to find out about this magic. You just kind of get to see, like his house um, acts like Doctor Who's phone booth, right? Like right. it's, it's you know, like you can put anything you want in there. It's the Chronicles of Narnia. There, right. There's like a, a door, and it's going to lead you here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and and I, I think that that's kind of a cool way. Uh, it's that that home base aspect uh, of his house
0: on Bleecker Street. Is that where it is? Yep, right? Yeah. I guess you can go to this house in New York. Like, you can go to Bleecker Street, and there's like a – not the Sanctum Santorum, but uh, – Really? The saying, Sanctum Santorum? <laughs> hey, man. Where are we going? We're going on vacation. We're in New York. We're going to go see this house of Sanctum Santorum.
1: <laughs> yay um so here's here's what i want to ask you uh are you are you after reading this after reading this is your interest peaked uh to see where this continues to go or
0: do you for this story wise um you know I enjoyed reading it and I I got through it. I think I one sitting I just devoured it in one sitting. Um but I don't know if as as much fun as it was getting into Doctor Strange. Um I don't know if if it, if he's the type of character that I like to read necessarily. Um uh-huh. I like I like my magic darker. I like the Constantine, you know. I like the yeah. hellblazer magic. I like that street level down and out brooding magician. Um <laughs> And I don't know if Dr. Strange is a character that I'm necessarily interested in following. Does that make sense? I mean, that has yeah, nothing, no, it has I... nothing to do with his story. It's just I don't know if he's my flavor of character. No, I totally got you. I totally got you. I'm interested to
1: see um, – I'd like to see the next arc. I'd like to see it play out. I'd like to know – because this is really and, – and this is what happens to us a lot on this show. We get like a really great kind of setup mm-hmm. and then we're left like, all right, all the pi- all the all the pieces are in place. You know, like everybody's on the yeah. field, but we never get to see the game get played sometimes. You're, yeah. And in and this trade felt and I guess that's not everything we read because some of them do a really good job of telling you a uh, beginning, middle and end. Right. Like Jason Aaron does that in um, in Southern Bastards and the first volume of Southern Bastards. That's essentially a story. Now it goes from there but you get like a full-fledged kind of story but here i feel like we've got all the pieces there but we
0: don't we don't get to play ball yet they just set you, you know? up i mean you have that great battle scene at the end where you find out that that these monks have been being used to store magic for strange and yeah. stuff like that. But you're right. I, and I That's why I said, I don't know if I would read the next one because we do this all the time. We read a trade and we're like, Oh, I want to read the next one because I just got exposition. And so I'm like 10 back. There's <laughs> <I'm> like 10 <laughs> trades back. And so I, I would love to read the second trade of this, but it's going to be down, down the list. You know, I, I got some yeah. other things. And speaking of Southern bastards and our last variant, you're like, Go pick up the other Southern yeah. Bastards. So I went and I ordered um, Southern Bastards Volume Two online. I got like a week, uh, last week. You it read it in like an hour. No, I read it, and I'm like, I kept thinking, I'm like, this is, um, is he repeating the story? Like, is he just rehashing stuff? one again. I read no, I had I'd read two. I had read your two. You let me borrow oh. it, and I forgot that I read it <laughs> all the way to like the last issue of my second time reading it. And I was I was like, it's good, but I feel like. We're repeating some stuff here. And then I got to the end. I'm like, oh, shit. I already read this. (laughs) I forgot the comic book problems, man. That that was that comic book summer, man, just just reading through stuff. (laughs) But
1: I think I think like um, I think you're right. Like, I would like to see where this goes. I'm interested to find out um, how you write yourself out of destroying magic in the first six books. You know what I mean? Like, how do you write yourself out of this? And I'm always, I'm always. There's, there's two ways to reboot a character, right? Or I guess this isn't, this isn't a reboot, but it's like a, it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a relaunch it's a take of, on of on doc- a character, if you. Yeah, will. Yeah, a new take on the character. And so I'm always interested. Like, how do you? How, how do you do? You just go like, we're just going to do X Files, Monster of the Week issues, mm-hmm. right? And we don't do that anymore. I'm mean, like comic books are written for trades. They are. They're written to like give Arcs. you an arc. Yeah. Arcs are six. Arcs aren't two issues. Arcs aren't three issues. Arcs are five or six issues, right? Mm-hmm. So you can you can you can play in it and you can sell it in the trade. But I always I, I'm always curious, like, do the stakes when you write a story like this? And I, I like the story. The story was was good. I, I don't I don't mean for this to take away from that, but do the stakes have to be this big first story out the gate for you?
0: Yeah, it seems like I don't know how long Aaron plans to stay on this book. And that's what I and that's what I mean. That's why that's why I think I think he just had a Doctor Strange story to tell and just wanted yeah. to start telling it. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if after the you know how they these writers yeah. and artists they jump on, jump off books. You know, I think he saw an opportunity, you know. The character's got some heat on him now. He's probably had like uh, maybe a a Doctor Strange story in the back of his mind or a take on it, and he didn't want to mess around doing six issues of like Monster of the Week or like smaller stories. He's just like, let me just jump in and tell this big story. And I think I think that, and I guess like I guess that's where we're at right now
1: with with comics in general because they're written for six issues Mm -hmm. and then another six issues that you like. Even though this is a lot of like exposition and setup, it's a lot of setup for the big story. Instead of like setting up the pieces of like Doctor Strange and 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 seeing him work his magic for a little bit, and then maybe sprinkling
0: in like Fractions the beginnings of and this. Aja did with Hawkeye, you know? Yeah, that run it was like a slow build into it. Yeah,
1: and and so, but I mean, even that was written. Even that's like what twenty? I want to say twenty-four issues yeah but it's it seemed like a much uh this one we we jump right into the problem right away. Mm-hmm. And not that that's wrong. I mean, you're telling a story, and essentially, this would be great movie fodder, but yeah. not great TV, but not great TV fodder. And I think sometimes I sometimes I think um, sometimes I want TV from a comic book and not movie if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, you want like that episodic feel to it where it's like yeah, take your time, take your time, you know, especially, get especially, sidetracked, take, take take some side side roads. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially since uh and I guess like that that's what that Hawkeye run feels like to me. Mm-hmm. It felt TV episodic. Now there's an overarching thing, but it felt very um very episodic where this
0: feels like this was the first part of a movie. Yeah, Well, you don't you know. leave the story like you're it's no. constantly building towards this. Hey, magic's gone. You got to pay your tab. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, series of events. There's no like quiet. There's not a lot of quiet moments in this book.
1: No. And I, I guess like that's the. Th- and I guess that might maybe it's hit me because I just watched the first two episodes of like Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, and it is like those first two episodes. And that's as far as I'm in. We're, we're recording this. It just came out on Friday. This is Saturday for me Sunday morning for afternoon for you um and it is a super slow burn mm-hmm. like just those first two episodes like you don't see spoiler warning you don't see luke cage use any ability until the very end of that first episode yeah. and and um not that i don't not that i just want to see dr strange hang out and not use his, his his stuff but i think that we're in this i and maybe that's like we're in this great, great time of vision right now we're like in this like there's so much good tv and I feel like sometimes we're writing com- like I feel like sometimes Marvel's writing comic books, um, in movie form instead of TV
0: form. Right. Yeah, I and agree. I,
1: and I think sometimes comic books work good as a; a they're very episodic, so they should. I, I think they work well in that television format. Right. Like, there's a large overarching story, but it's playing behind the scenes of what's going on until
0: you get to the big event. You know what I mean? It's almost like Marvel is is putting these great writers on and be like, hey, come up with a story arc that we could possibly use for a future movie. Like pull <laughs> to pull from, you know, like they want they're like they want uh the, the comic creators to do all the hard work. Like uh yeah. come up with a concept that we could use the movie. Okay, magic is, is being removed. Okay, okay, we'll use that. <laughs> Cumberbatch, come over here, we got one for you. Cumberbatch. Uh right. so let's talk art really quick. Yeah. You, re- you want to do that? Yeah, let's do Or it. you got something else? What do you no, got? Oh, yeah, let's do art first. I was going to say, then we'll talk about what, what do we think about the movie coming out. Yeah, then. yeah, let's finish with that. Uh, so art-wise, what do you think of Chris Bocello's art? What, what, what's your take on this? I like it a lot. I really like it a lot. And I like it because it seems like there's a lot of variation from page to page. Like, Strange looks different in from panel to panel almost, you know? Uh, and sometimes I wouldn't like that sometimes when you, when you're, when you're drawing a character and there's a lot of fluctuation on how they look like sometimes strange looks almost Asian in this other times yeah. he looks very, uh, like Bohemian, like you said. Um, yeah. and sometimes that can be, that can take you out. You see that with a lot of young artists like that we've, we've read some of yeah. um, stuff for, um, variants, um, you know, like, is that the same character? Who Who's that? What's that? But for here, I really like the variation, um, the slight variations in the characterization of these characters and how it feels like each page, each panel is really kind of like a unique take on Strange. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I, I, th- I agree with you. I think that you see... But Doctor Strange has
1: this at least... The mustache and the hair, you know what I mean? The little goatee thing stays... So you – and it's not that he looks different, but I think Boccello – and that might just – that partially might be the number of inkers that are on this bad boy um, that we mentioned at the beginning. That might play into part of it.
0: Um, I feel like he would be good like on an X-Men book, like like an like old Generation X or something like that, the way he yeah. draws this girl in here. Like, yeah. Everything is really kind of like – his style is just – as we've said the word bohemian and hip, but it's kind of like that. It's kind of got that – poppy feel but it does it
1: it has this sort of i mean it's 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 cartooning it for sure is not old marvel house style you know what i mean it doesn't look like it doesn't look like i'm reading an avengers book it doesn't look like i'm reading you know a a spider-man book um it's definitely quirky right Mm -hmm. um i i dig the cartooning in it i think it's good i think his monster design is fun you know there's some kind of like there's some cool kind of stuff in there. Uh, I think the only thing, the only thing I don't really, the only thing I don't really like, uh, and I think this otherwise I, I really dig it. The only thing I don't like, I don't like the coloring a whole lot. I, I feel sometimes, and we've talked about this before. And I, I'm going to jump to it. I'm going to go back to another Jason Aaron book. I'm going to like Southern Bastards has this very like syrupy barbecue color that goes through mm-hmm. the whole thing. And everything's sort of pasted in that same color. And this has that same feel at times where a whole page will be, like, lambasted in this sort of pinky hue. Mm-hmm. But it seems sometimes that it's – it just doesn't – it almost seems – I don't, it, it almost seems, like, rushed at points where the coloring just seems like it's kind of like, oh, we need to color this page uh, – Let's make everything kind of a green color, Mm -hmm. right? Let's just wash a green over everything. Um, But then there's moments like there's a section where it's black and white um, later on in the book. And that looks great. Like uh, the grayscale on it and sort of the ink washing look on it looks really cool for a couple pages. And then it goes back to the kind of like a smearing of pinks and greens um, where it's less about it. And I guess I guess it's not it's not. It's not meant to be realistic, and I don't want the color to be real. But it just seems like it's just a wash sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, I see. I actually kind of like the coloring in here, but looking, at, hearing what you said, and flipping back through it, it isn't consistent. Like there is no. no was, I, I liked I liked how they did like the boxes and pink sometimes, but that was yeah. like very sporadic. I would like them if they're gonna, if you're going to use it, then let's use it, you know. Um. So yeah, but the, I think there are there are. Pages where color is extremely important, like that whole whale scene, where it's like the, yeah. anything with the death of magic, you just see the color being sucked out of the world. Um, so I like it the fact that they're trying to use color t- to tell the story. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big part of the story. But at the same time, you're right; they do come up short on that. Well, I guess like there's a couple pages. Like
1: it always seems like there's a handful of pages where it looks really good, and then in an attempt to set mood sometimes I think mm-hmm. it just looked to me it looked rushed a couple times but I dig Boccello's art I like it and so and I guess that's it it makes it seem it definitely gives it kind of that bohemian kind of quality to it that's sort of like the color isn't natural th- yeah. and it's it's very soft you know there's a lot of like coloring outside of the lines at points where it doesn't match up right away and and that's kind of there's there's something cool about that in some places, but other times it feels um, sloppy. Sometimes it looks rad. Sometimes, like because in the first, I thought the first arc uh, where he's walking around and and you kind of see only half of the, you know, it's black and white except when he's using his third eye. Except all the except all the magical creatures are colored in. I thought that was done really well. I thought that was kind of cool way a cool way to do it. Um, then the coloring in the tiki bar just feels sloppy. It just felt like I'm, I'm going to rush to color it. And then it gets back to his house, and it's back to being, like, good. And then there's a panel where – like, a couple panels where it just seems rushed.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Even when he, they go to the other world with the other uh, sorcerer who's being, yeah. like, hunted down, that gets a little flat. All of a sudden, the colors become really flat. Well, that's, that's a
1: different – I mean, that's a different artist. artist and yeah. so – yeah, that's like that right there. For for whatever reason, those couple panels are done by or that page is done by. Uh, it, I think it's Kevin. It's much more house uh, style. Yeah, Kevin Nonlin. Actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like uh, BPRD.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It has this sort of BPRD look to it, um, but it, it's got this totally different, totally different vibe, um, and it doesn't throw it off. We've we've read. Remember when we read She Hulk before? Um, remember long ago when we did She-Hulk and there, there, there was uh, a couple, a couple issues that were done and it was just the coloring was oh the
0: end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It was just terrible. It was just the, just like,
0: uh, yeah, make that monkey green. Well, yeah. What happened? And like, like they didn't even finish (laughs) coloring things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not that I, and, and I think the coloring is done that way for a reason. I just think sometimes it doesn't translate very well, but I dug, I dug the art a lot um i your like carrot panel in here my favorite panel has got to be uh when you first see the monster there's two of them that i really like uh when you first see the monster on her head when she shows it for the first time oh man what page is it on of course nothing's numbered uh but it's just this like really quick thing she's like no don't look at it and it's the first time you see it uh, it's in the very first section. Uh, Doctor Strange is like walking over, like flying on his cape in the room, and then there's a panel where they're talking, and she takes off her her uh, yeah. beanie, and it's just this like quick little glimpse of like eyeballs and teeth, mm-hmm. and it's just like a really quick panel, but it was not at all what I was expecting, and so I thought that was kind of a it was kind of a cool like reveal of to what that is. I think I think I'd have to I like that panel a lot and then uh, yeah that that's gonna be my one and there's one other one that I really dig but it's it's really small so it's not it's the same sort of idea it's when the first time you see Doctor Strange third eye in that first issue too is really yeah. pretty cool
0: Mine's mine's an obvious one I think uh, as far as just like the, the trippy and psychedelicness it's when he's you know running through the park and it's a and the, the big <laughs> rainbow and, it, and it's really yeah. nude I'm sure that's that's one that stands out to a lot of people but that that just reminds me of why I like Comics because you turn the page and you're like, whoa! Look at all this shit to look at. Like it was fun, yeah. like going through and it has this real Alice in Wonderland. It's almost like uh, it reminds me of um I Hate Fairyland with the colors and yeah, stuff in there. Yeah. um And so I really like that. And, and then you still have the the black and white. It's it's a great idea of showing you like how magic and dimensions work. And it was just this is a, a fun a fun the snails covering his butt yeah, crack and shit. Full, yeah. 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 It was
1: kind of – that. I, that's a cool panel I thought. I like the cover of that one where he's like – his underwear looks like the yeah, – like his yeah. cape. I thought, I thought it was kind of a cool-looking cover where uh, his he's uh, walking around in his underwear, and his underwear is the same material as the cape. I thought that was kind of hilarious. Um,
0: that's what's, but, that's yeah, what's the, fun about reading these um, – the uh, house books, like the, the big characters, is that – Yeah. It's, it's just – sometimes we we read sometimes we tend to pick trades that can be a little bit intense or and a or little dark heady. or heady yeah. or ph- philosophical, and it's fun to turn a page and see something like that where you're like oh that's just', yeah. just good old comic that's good just, old that's fun just comics. comics yeah just comic
1: books yeah, um yeah, no, I really dug that one so here's some, let's let's talk uh let's talk movie, okay after reading this so let me ask you first before you
0: read this. What'd you think about the what were your thoughts on the movie? You know this movie has kind of been under the radar for me. I haven't been seeking it out. I think I've watched the trailer maybe once, you know, the uh-huh. n- news trailer. Um and I like Cumberbatch, so it's something that I was going to see, but I I um I will say that after reading it, I feel like remember when we went and we read Miller's Daredevil yeah. Uh before the Dare first Daredevil season yeah. came out and then we felt so proud about reading it and like yeah. like some like we established some kind of cred, you yeah. know. I feel like I now in order to do that I have to go back and read like 1970s Doctor Strange, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not going to do that. So this is the next best step to that. So I I do feel like I going into this movie I can be, walk into the theater and be like I know some Strange. I know some Doctor <laughs> Strange. So I'm good. I'm more excited for the fact that just putting in the work, you know, before yeah, going yeah. to see the movie. So that way I have some kind of like, Oh, they kind of nailed Dr. Strange, you know, or like, Ooh, <laughs> not my Dr. Strange. And now I can say that not my Dr. Strange. Cause as of right now, Jason Aaron, your Dr. Strange is my Dr. Strange. <laughs> it's the only Dr. Strange, you know.
1: Um, so I think for me, I was I, I'm pumped about the movie because I, I like when I like the idea that Marvel is is kind of moving right they're kind of branching into different stuff. I was pumped for Guardians of the Galaxy because I love sci-fi and I was I was kind of excited to see them do their do their thing in outer space. I think the same thing for Doctor Strange. I'm excited to see something out of the normal well, out of the norm of the last couple uh, Marvel movies, right? Because mm-hmm. essentially. Um, Civil War mm-hmm. and uh, Age of Ultron and you know, those are all kind of the same they all take place in the same conceptual right. universe essentially right and so the two things I'm, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange and I'm looking forward to the new Thor movie because I think the new Thor movie again is going to throw you somewhere different Yeah, and I think that's I think that's fun that all of this exists in the same world and I'm interested to see I want to know how do they explain strange in the Marvel universe, right? So I'm I'm interested to see like how do they play off magic, and I and I'm and it in just reading reading this, my expectations are like it's going to be fun to see him and uh, you know Banner talk about science versus magic. Yeah, you know that'll be kind of a that'll be kind of a cool like how do they how do they reconcile that. And what's the back and forth, you know, the the tete a tete between, yeah. uh, you know, because whether or not um, Robert Downey Jr. is around, you know, at least Bruce Banner will be there to be, mm-hmm. you know, science bros with them, you know. So I'm kind of interested to see how 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 they play that off and
0: how that works. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be in theaters as soon as it comes out here. I'm gonna check it out. So when does that come out? It's in November. November? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the
1: date offhand, and I'm not going to look it up because that's bad radio to, to look it up <laughs> and go like, one second, let me find it. What's sec- up? Uh, hold on. It, oh, man. It's not loading, 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 loading. And you know what we're doing? We are exactly doing what? <laughs> <laughs> as
0: mocking looking it up, we are taking just as much time. Well, that's uh, it, so- folks, man. We, 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 we've been saying it for a long time. Strange has been in our back pocket for like three months now. Yeah. I feel – I feel like I've released some some magical energy by getting the this podca- podcast off of my chest.
1: Yeah. And so here's what we've got coming up. Uh, we've got – this is, this is uh, Halloween, the month of Halloween. And so we did a little magic with you tonight. Uh, I guess today, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, early morning commute on Doctor Strange. Then we've got uh, – next up is either Long Halloween. Are we doing Long Halloween first? I think. Maybe. We –
0: We'll put it up online. We'll figure out which one. Yeah.
1: Doing. So we're doing Long Halloween and uh, and uh, Dark and Bloody. So we did an interview not too long ago with um, with uh, Sean Aldridge, the writer of uh, Dark and Bloody. Go back and listen to that. It's a variant edition. You can you can find that back there. We 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 talked to him about. Uh, kind of how he broke into to writing comics, what it was like writing, uh, you know, dark and bloody. Where did he draw that sort of inspiration from? And so that'll be kind of a cool. I'm looking forward to talking to you uh, on that one. And our guest for that one is our pal Freddie, our man Freddie came on the live podcast with us uh, when we did Saga. Uh, he what book did he do with us? What other book did he do with us? I'm trying to remember.
0: A horror book. What'd you call me? Wasn't it?
1: I want to say horror book, but I don't think it was horror. I think we brought him on. Maybe we did. Oh, was it something – yeah, because he loves zombies. I don't remember. Now I can't remember. But Freddie's Freddy's, – oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He read, he read My Friend Dahmer yeah, that's with right. us. Uh, so he read My Friend Dahmer with us. Uh, so he, you can go check him out, but he's going to come back on and do uh, Dark and Bloody with us. And then our man, Dan McCloy, Mr. Batman. Is gonna do long Halloween with us. I'm looking forward to talking. uh, Looking forward to talking Batman with him because he's like a super Batman nerd, and so I'm excited to do long Halloween. How about you? Yeah, I'm
0: looking forward to that one.
1: All right. So uh, next, next uh, is next one after this is gonna be the interview with Andrew McLean, and then you and I bullshitting about comic books, Uh, and then check in to see what uh, what October books we what October book comes first, either Long Halloween or Dark and Bloody. If you haven't read either of them, pick them up. A little, uh, a little Tim Sale action for uh, for along Halloween, and then you get a little bit of a little bit of uh, Sean Aldridge and our pal uh, show friend Scotty Godleski is the is the artist on Dark and Bloody. So go check both of those out uh, before we before we do them on the show. Anything you want to say to the kids before we before we go, Travis? Be safe out there this holiday se-
0: season. This holiday season.
1: Hey, you know what? You're not here, but you know that like people are wearing creepy clown masks and like threatening to shoot stuff. That's the big thing right I, now. I don't follow stateside news, yeah, but that's what that's what's happening right now. People in clown masks are luring children into the woods. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird stuff. Uh, so tune in, and ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next trade.